ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SVP. This episode, kind of like all the rest of the episodes, brought to you by the Anchor app. Oh, yes! The Anchor app is how the Sean Boyles podcast is even a thing. Uh, Download it onto your phone, download it onto your computer. Go to the apps and do that. Because it is the easiest way to do a podcast. They're very easy creation tools. Make it very, very simple to do a podcast. Otherwise, I would not be able to do a podcast. I don't know how to do it any other way except for using it. If Anchor goes away, I will not be able to do a podcast. Do you understand? This is how crucial Anchor is to me doing what I'm doing here. So, uh, if you do it right, you can make money. Oh yeah, isn't that what we want? We want to make money in our lives. First of all, it's free. It's a free app that you can download onto your stuff, and then and then you can make money if you get you know the advertisement going. With you know, and you don't need a huge audience to do that. A zero listenership is needed minimum you just need a, a, a kind donating open-hearted type of peoples to uh get you stuff get you stuff like you know they'll donate to your podcast and you can make money that way it's pretty cool get started today go to anchor.fm to get started in podcasting because that's what you want to do with your life you want to do podcasts uh, also, uh, let's do some dates. I got shit happening. Things are happening. And I'm pretty stoked on some of these things. Actually, I'm stoked on all, on all of them. But um, as of uh, a couple hours ago, I was reminded, and I should have been fucking talking about it for weeks. Uh, tomorrow night, December 10th, Friday, I will be in Monterey, California at the Pink Flamingo Theater. Pink Flamingo Theater doing some comedy. Totally fucking forgot about this show until my man Teddy Hole hit me up and was like, hey, uh, the time's 7.30 tomorrow. You know, he was switching the time on me and I'm like, ah, I didn't even realize I was doing it. Anyway, uh, that's tomorrow, uh, December 10th, Friday. I'll be in Monterey. Uh, December 14th, I'll be up in, that's a Tuesday, I will be up in the North Bay at Rotor Park at Sally Tomatoes. Uh, Next Saturday, I will be in San Jose playing drums uh, with Hazards at the Caravan. And then December 20th, I will be doing comedy at Vinny's in Concord, California. And then the big one that I'm so happy is back. The Boyles Bistro blowout is back January 6th. Oh, my God. We're back. Uh, Also, then January 14th, I'll be in the North Bay at Three Disciples in Santa Rosa. And January 20th, I will be at Murphy's Law Irish Club in Sunnyvale doing comedy. Always adding dates. Always more shit happening. Um, You know, go to my Facebook page or whatever and... uh, or hit me up at Sean underscore Boyles at yahoo.com if you want a, 
uh, a calendar of events. I don't know. I'll make some shit up. I don't give a shit. And as always, and I have to say this so the authorities don't fucking try to come after me. Music. Music heard here on the Sean Boyles Podcast is not owned, copyright, or trademarked by the Sean Boyles Podcast. Okay? I don't have the rights to play this music. And that's my disclaimer so you don't fucking sue my ass. Let's do a podcast. It's the Sean Boyles Podcast. Music, comedy, drums, life, Shout out to Tacaria Eduardo. Tacaria Eduardo in San Jose on Race Street. Race in uh, almost uh, West San Carlos Boulevard. Uh... This place is right around the corner from uh, Music Inc. Studios. This is a studio I rehearse with uh, Zed. Uh, the studio that I rehearse, um, that I have rehearsal space with Zed and with Hazards. Uh, two different rooms in the same facility. It's also the same facility that I was in Insolence in. Uh, but um, right around the corner, I pass this place all the time. And when I first started jamming with Zed, before I was officially in the band... Um, I think the first time I jammed with them, it was like on a Saturday kind of late afternoon scenario, and we went over there and got burritos. And I remember digging it, but I kind of it's been a you know, I mean it's, it was a lot I mean it's fucking four years or some shit like that already. Um, and I and I been you know I go to rehearsal at this place fucking twice a week, and I pass by this taqueria. Fucking all the time, and I never stopped there. And finally, I stopped there last night before rehearsal because I was starving. And I got a burrito, got a uh, pollo asado, and oh my god, was this burrito good! Nice, fucking fat, just ah, so good, such a good burrito. And then, and then. I turned around this morning and hit up my favorite breakfast burrito spot over here in Castro Valley uh, at the uh, El Rancho uh, El Rancho Supermercado. And their uh, the breakfast burritos are top notch. The fucking bacon and egg. Bacon and egg breakfast burrito. Black beans. And con todo, which is all the shit, everything they got. Green and red sauce. Sauce. I don't give a fuck. Put both of them on there. I'm not. I'm not going to discriminate. I don't. I'm not going to get just the red, and I'm not going to get just the green. Put them fucking both on there, and we will have ourselves a delicious breakfast burrito. That uh, you can't beat it. You can't fucking beat it. Welcome to the podcast, you dirty motherfuckers. What's going on? Uh, episode. Uh, what are we at? One eighteen. Ah. Uh, I've been having. Um, I feel like I'm having, in the last two days, uh, yesterday and today, just, I feel like that I'm having some, I'm having some good luck. I'm having some good luck, and I'm fearful that something 
fucked up and gnarly is going to happen. And I probably shouldn't even say it. I shouldn't put it out there in the fucking universe. I shouldn't even put it in the ether that I'm thinking this way. But something fucked up is going to happen here in a minute. (laughs) Started with yesterday. I got a... Yesterday, I got a state stimulus check. Um, Just random showed up. Fucking said Golden State Stimulus 2. Fucking. (laughs) Yeah. Golden. Yeah. Golden State Stimulus 2. Fucking Goldie's Revenge or something. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I, I, I apparently there was a stimulus one. I didn't I don't I didn't get that, but I, I got stimulus two. And uh so it was a nice little uh little surprise. And then um and then I got some uh I got sex from the wife. Nice surprise. And today, as you heard in the um my uh my comedy dates I got an email. I emailed. Uh, I emailed Vic, who's the owner of the Bistro, which is a uh, little spot in downtown Hayward, where I was doing a show once a month. And since the pandemic, I haven't done a show there since March of 2020. Uh, the last show I did was actually our two-year anniversary show, and uh, I haven't done a show there since. And. Uh, they had been, um, you know, they were closed for a long time. They really were being cautious and careful. And when they did open up, they were only outside and they were only doing like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday outside. And they were dark all week. Um, they would do a Friday evening thing for a few hours and then be open most of the day, Saturday and Sunday, and uh, got themselves a little permit to do stuff and have bands play. Uh, the Bistro has been a place that's always had music. That's the, Their calendar all month long has always been music. And I know it's hurt them pretty bad that uh, they, they, they stay closed for a long, long time. Um, like even when things opened up, like la- not this past October, but the October before, when things felt like they were kind of getting back, you know, hey, we're back, let's get back. And then everything shut down again for the winter. Um, like... They didn't even open up during that time. They didn't open up until this summer. So they stayed closed for, you know, shit, almost a year. I think they stayed closed. So they opened up for the summer. Like I said, they're doing stuff outside. Um, and then they started doing a little double duty. They were doing. They had their inside open, and they were doing the stuff outside. Uh, and I had hit up Vic uh, during the summer about doing the comedy show and he was like let's wait till we're back inside well they've been back inside for like I don't know two or three months and um, I was hoping he would just hit me up and be like alright you know we're back inside let's get the comedy show going um, but I did email him last night he emailed me back this morning and said let's do it so January 6th we are back the Boyles Bistro blowout is back and I could I I can't, it's so great, like, I was checking my emails this morning, and I saw that email, and I got so happy, like, I mean, 
putting these shows together, it's not a pain in the ass necessarily, but it is like time consuming and it does sort of, you know, it, it gets in my crawl a little bit and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, fuck, who should I put on the show and who should I book? And, I, uh, uh, you know, I booked this guy and, you know, but I haven't booked them in a while. So maybe I should put them on, you know, so I, you know, I never want to do anything that's going to give me any stress. The bistro shows are on the line. There's not really any stress, but if they were any bit more involved, it might be a little bit stressful, and I'd probably be like, nah, not doing it. That's why I stopped doing producing shows at Tommy T's. It was a little too stressful to make sure I was getting fucking butts in the seats there. It's tough. It's hard. It's not easy producing shows. Um, but for the most part, it's fun. It's cool. And then it's a way to kind of, you know, especially if, you know, uh, comics that I don't know that hit me up that want to be on my shows. And I always kind of feel bad because I tell them, hey, you know what? I don't know you. I can't, I'm not going to, you know, at least want to have slapped hands with you at least, you know. But um, so I'm stoked that the Bistro is back. And, uh, and he said, let's do it every month, you know. So I'm back to my first Thursdays. And, um, the first show is going to be Jay Rich headlining, uh, who has been fucking tearing up the Bay Area and beyond. Um, he's just fucking killing it. I'm re I'm surprised he said yes because uh, he's been doing bigger and better things than uh, little fucking bar shows. You know what I mean? In fact, the cat. I don't. I'm not, I don't think I've even seen his name on a bar show. In a couple years, so uh, he's gonna he's gonna slum it with us over at the bistro. <laughs> but uh, he's totally down to do it, and he's looking forward to it. And then uh, we got uh, Mario Montez is going to be the feature. Uh, I call him Tio because he's fucking old school Mexican dude, and he's you know clip older than me. Mario the Butcher. Uh, we got Jose Contreras who I've seen at a few shows here recently. He, was, uh, he headlined the show that I did uh, in Richmond uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, who else we got on there? We got uh, Brian Moore is going to be on. And oh, fuck, who else did I put on there? Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Annette Mulani. Annette Mulani from San Francisco. So uh, uh yeah, uh pretty good uh pretty good fucking first show back. If I do say so myself, pretty excited about that. So uh so yeah, just you know, feeling happy about that and then I got the fucking little bonus check come in, you know. Got it got hit the skins with the wife. Things seem to be okay. I just the fucking something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Oh then uh I get a text from my man Teddy today. Teddy Hull, a uh, comic out of uh, uh, Los Gatos, uh, very tall, very tattooed individual. He's got all the tattoos. In fact, uh, his back piece is entered into uh, those tattoo uh, competition uh, conventions and shit. So Teddy will have to sit there wearing one of those little weird little diapers uh, to show off as much tattoos that because he's got all the tattoos, the, every fucking... Every inch of his fucking skin is tattooed from his jawline down. Heavily tattooed individual. And he's tall. 
So there's a lot more of him to get tattooed. Um, but a very funny comic and uh, has become a cool, uh, a cool friend. And uh, he is producing a show in Monterey. And he had asked me uh, probably a month and a half ago, a month and a half ago to do this show. Apparently, I didn't put it on my calendar. He hit me up today and said, hey, the time for the show for tomorrow got changed to 730. Are you cool with that? Can you still make it? <laughs> I was like, what show? I felt bad. I felt so bad. I was like, dude, I totally forgot. I can do it. I'll be there. I, I happened to fuck it. I finished a job today and I don't have any work for tomorrow and and or through the weekend. I'm going to actually have like three days in a row off, which hasn't happened in a long time. But um, <laughs> I totally spaced on doing this show. I didn't know I was doing a show. Um, So, uh, yeah, that's tomorrow night. Uh, the Pink Flamingo Theater. Pink Flamingo Theater in Monterey. Uh, I'm going to take the wife down there. She's, uh, I've never taken her to Monterey. So this will be a cool little experience i'm gonna try to get down there get down there early enough to check out the aquarium it's a little pricey but uh i do have two estimates i gotta give in the morning i gotta do two estimates but then maybe if i can get those done quick and we can get out of here by like one i could get down there by 2 30 and maybe it'll be worth it to check out the aquarium although if he's i hit up my friend chris I got a buddy that's down there who actually works at the aquarium, and um, he said it's been really busy lately. So um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, but definitely um, take the wife out for a good eats. I just wish I wasn't driving the fucking van all the way down there. Definitely got to get the Honda fixed. Anyway, um... Yeah, let's go. Let's 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 fucking rewind. So uh, Thursday we did the podcast, and then Friday, what did I do on Friday? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> nope, don't remember. I think I just fucking grinded all weekend. I think it worked all weekend. Uh, so not much doing there. Monday did uh, had rehearsal with, with hazards, and uh, did an open mic after. Interest ah little uh little tension at the rehearsal on uh on Monday. Not a not a I didn't think it was a big deal, but it, I don't know. Kinda turned into a big deal. So um our singer Gil uh on Monday night sometimes needs to bring his kids with him to rehearsal. He's got two boys. Um I don't know. They're young. They're under seven, I'm going to say. Seven or eight and four or five little guys, okay? And they're rambunctious. They they, they got energy. They got little boy energy. And uh, the older boy was jumping around while we were playing. Not really a big deal until he grabbed some drumsticks off of one of the other drum sets that's in the room there. And started banging on shit with the drums, with the drumsticks, and uh, we told him to chill out. You know, if you're gonna bang on something, bang on this. So we gave him something to bang on, and he banged on that, and he banged on that, and he banged on that, and he ended up breaking the drumstick, one of the drumsticks. Um, 
from the other drum. So this is another drummer's drum kit and his drumsticks, and the kid broke the drumstick because he was fucking wailing on this hard-shelled case. Um, me and uh, Willis, I guess, got a little, a little loud with the boy. In fact, uh, I said, "Hey, man, that's not cool. You know, you're you're breaking some equipment that's not ours." And the little boy said back, "Well, he's not here." Like if that was the reason and and excuse to uh, be able to break something and not get in trouble. And I'm like, yo, that's not cool, man. You can't be breaking stuff that's not yours. That's not the reason to, you know, you just don't break stuff. You shouldn't even be playing stuff that's not yours. Um, but as we started up the next tune and started playing, Gil, our singer, had turned off the, the PA that he sings through and grabbed his boys and left the place and left rehearsal. Got the hell out of there. And uh, then we got a text a little bit later on saying that uh, he um, he will do the next few shows, but you know he might need to take he needs to take time away from the band. Uh, he needs to figure some stuff out and. Um, and he under and he would understand if we moved on with another singer. And we were like, whoa, 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 whoa! Just because your boy's wild out at rehearsal doesn't mean that we no <laughs> doesn't mean we want anybody leaving the band, you know. So uh, it was a weird sort of few days because he wasn't texting any back anybody back, and then finally we found out that he got really upset with me and Billy for sort of uh, getting dark on his kid about. Um, you know, about breaking stuff. Now, he, he says that we yelled at his son and he was really upset uh, with us yelling at his son. Now, I don't feel like I yelled at the child because I know if I yell at a child, that child is going to fucking cry. <laughs> I, I If I start yelling at a children's, there will be tears and there will be fear snot out of the nose i it's my yelling is not pretty so i i know i didn't yell at the boy uh but i guess gil felt like i did so i apologize and i will apologize when i see gil next um so uh i don't know it's uh it's tough he's a single dad you know what i mean he's a single dad he has you know he's got his boys half the time and uh, apparently the boy's mom is sort of going through some shit and he's having the boys, I guess, a little bit more than he usually does. And sometimes he's got to bring them to rehearsal. So not a big deal, but, you know, I mean, you know, and Willis is a dad, so he went in dad mode on the kid, you know. So but I guess Gil didn't appreciate it. And uh, and that sucks. And, and, and we are sorry for sure. But uh Hopefully it gets all ironed out and we're not looking for a new. I don't think we're looking for a new singer, so I don't think that's a thing. But it just was odd. It was just it was very odd. I'm still trying to figure out a a fucking bass thing for for Willis because because fucking Billy's Billy's bass is uh he's got this twelve dollar bass pedal 
like a distortion pedal for his bass, and it's like he, he's all stoked on it because it's he found it for twelve dollars, and it's gnarly. It's a gnarly fucking distortion, but it cut as as bass does, or as distortion does on bass, it cuts out his low end, and um, and he's definitely not gonna pay. I mean, they make some really badass bass distortion pedals. But they're fucking expensive, like $250, $300, you know what I mean? And I know he's no way in fuck he's going to spend any money on that. But um, I've been looking around, and I think I found a pedal that would work that's not that expensive. And um, I might just pull the trigger and buy it myself. I got fucking state stimulus check, Jack. I'm going to fucking burn it up. Fuck him. Uh, Billy might be getting himself a fucking distortion pedal for Christmas. So, um, we will see. We will see. But yeah, it's just, it's, he hits the distortion and the low end's gone. And it just sounds like two guitar players with one, just an octave, you know, the two octaves lower. It's, does, it, does it feel like bass? Because there's no fucking low end, you know what I mean? So, uh, gotta have low end, even if you're a fucking scummy hardcore-ish band like Hazards is. We wanna, you want to have some fucking... You still got to have some oomph down there. All the oomph can't just come from my kick drum. That's not enough oomph for a band. Band needs more oomph than just kick drum oomph. All right. Uh, what else is going on? Um, oh, I saw this the other day. I saw this the other day. Uh, somebody made this post, and... Uh, it's kind of, I don't know, kind of, I don't want to say it rubbed me the wrong way, but it did sort of like, you know, because that's like more than, but it got me thinking, you know, maybe just go like, really? So, uh, I don't, I don't remember who posted it. So, uh, 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 and it's probably better that I don't, but somebody made the post about, uh, it was a link to, a GoFundMe, and the description for the GoFundMe was, you know, please, uh, please donate to my boyfriend's GoFundMe. He, um, <laughs> my boyfriend cracked his ribs in a mosh pit at a show, and he can't work. Please donate to his GoFundMe because he can't do his 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 bartending gig because he can't mix drinks because he can't shake the fucking drinks because of the cracked ribs. Um, it sucks you went to a show, sir, and cracked your ribs. It fucking sucks. But... You did something to potentially get hurt. You went to a fucking show. You went to, a, you probably went to the fucking, you either went to go see Mastodon the other night or you went and saw fucking Testament, Exodus, and Death Angel a couple weeks ago. And you got in the pit. The pits can be dangerous. You can get hurt. If you are worried about your employment and worried about getting hurt, don't go in the fucking pit. Um, it was hard. It, 
I'm saying it's hard for me to sympathize with this individual in their GoFundMe um, because he put himself in harm's way. Yeah, you're having fun or whatever, but I mean, I've seen fucking, I've seen fools' heads split open in pits. I've seen people knocked the fuck out in pits. I've seen lots and lots of blood. I've seen fucking arms bent the wrong way coming out of pits. People unconscious getting pulled out of there. The pit is dangerous. You can get fucking hurt bad. It's fun as fuck, but you can get hurt. So don't go in the pit if you have a job where your physical well-being is crucial to what you do. Especially a grown-ass man. We're not talking about some young kid that don't know any better. This guy's a fucking grown-up, an adult. Don't go in the fucking pit. I don't go in the pit anymore. First of all, I don't have the fucking gas to go in the pit. Last time I went in the pit was a fucking uh, an Ozfest when they were doing fucking when they're doing Ozfest at the fucking Shoreline Amphitheater, and they would do the main stage bands, and then they had all the fucking side stage bands playing on stages in the parking lot. And fucking Hatebreed, I think, was like one of the headlining bands on in the parking lot and they were t- they were fucking having a great set but then they went in and fucking did um they did rain and blood as a cover like the intro to rain and blood slayers rain and blood they did like the intro of it um uh, raining blood is the name of the song off of the album rain in blood um and I fucking got excited and I ran around the fucking pit for a little while and I got about two and a half times around the pit and I needed to take a knee. I got fucking winded quick. Uh, didn't work out too well. You don't, don't take a knee in the pit. You will <laughs> you will regret it. You will get hit. You will, People will fall over you and it will be bad times. Uh, so yeah, don't go in the fucking pit. Just fucking be cool, man. Don't fuck around with that shit. That's fucking it's dangerous. It's dangerous in there. You um, you know, you can get hurt. Overrated. Yeah, this week I got an overrated. Let's um, let's talk about this. Um, earlier this week a. Uh, I saw a lot of posts of friends, um, uh, and and some like you know metal and and he- heavy heavy music uh, publications that I follow on the different social medias, and they were um, propping out the uh, the release like the. 40th anniversary or some shit like that or something uh of the release of this of 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 a of the first record from this band and um I went through so this band um that was the I I think they were saying something about a 40th something 
fuck, I don't even remember now. Anyway, it prompted me to realize that I've never checked out this band. I've never checked them out. And I was thinking about doing my reaction of the week this week on this band. But after listening to some songs on this band, it made me realize what I really wanted to do. And I wanted to do an overrated because... Now, I never got into this band back in the day. I've never heard, honestly, I could say, besides a band doing a cover of one of their songs, I've never heard a note from this band. And after further investigation, I have determined that these fuckers are overrated as fuck. I am talking about Venom. And I'm pro- I'm sure there's going to be people going, oh, really? No, Venom's great, blah, 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 blah. In hindsight, I understand their importance. Uh, they are uh, they are a pinnacle band. They um, they were doing a brand of metal so early in what was going on that it sparked a lot of other bands to follow suit and take sort of what they were doing and make it so that it was really, really cool. Now, in going back to listening to their very first record, which was the thing that was everybody seemed to be giving them props for, uh, uh, their very first record called, uh, I think it's called Welcome to Hell. Um, is that the name of the record or is that the name of the fucking... God damn it! Give me a minute, because I was listening to it. So I have the the I have the record of uh, what I was listening to. Are you not gonna give me the fucking what I was listening? There we go. Let's see. Let's go back. Where are you at? Here we go. What's the name of this record, you fuckers? Do I click on that? No, I can't do that because it'll play it, right? And it won't play because of... Come on! I think the album's called Welcome to Hell. I think that's the first album. Their second album's called Black Metal, and that was the thing that made everybody go, Ooh, Black Metal! And I think that's where that they say that name came from. That influenced all the Scandinavians in their black metal. So Venom, their first record, comes out in 81. And it's... Now, I can understand if you heard this in 1981, it would scare the piss out of you. I understand that because, you know, they had a bunch of Satan shit going on. It's fucking fast as fuck. The recording's not that great. But for 1981, you're not going to get that great of a recording for any metal band, really. Um, And uh, they were influenced by like Motorhead and the Sex Pistols and fucking like some punk shit. But yet they were wearing spikes and fucking being evil or trying to be evil. Um, I always thought they were cheesy every time I saw a picture of them. So I never fucking, you know... I get the Satan shit was sort of intriguing, but at the same time, it seemed fucking cheesy to me. Like, when I'd see a picture of the band, I was like, what are these? these They looked like a parody 
of what people thought a heavy metal band should look like. However, they were doing it so early that that was what they established and it ended up being what a heavy metal band would look like. But it, for whatever reason, it still looked cheesy to me. This kind of, there was, I don't know, there was a fucking, there was just a cheese factor. But yeah, man, these, it, it didn't, but again, I didn't get into them back in the day, so I don't have that reverence for them. So going back and listening to it, I'm like, this stuff is cheesy as fuck still. Like, it's just, it's just not good. It just it doesn't grab me. Doesn't, you know, I don't feel like it held up, you know. Go back to the fucking, to Sabbath. That shit holds up. It, it just holds up, you know. Dude, the title track of Black Sabbath on the Black Sabbath record, very first record, the song Black Sabbath is still more evil and heavy than most shit that's been written. And, you know, that's 1970. So these guys fucking 11 years later come out and they're playing fucking playing pretty fast, especially for 1981. They're playing pretty goddamn fast, but just seems sort of cheesy. It just didn't hold up. So everybody that fucking holds this band holds this band in that high regard as a fucking, you know, major fuck. I just I don't get it, man. I think they're overrated as fuck. But it also made me um want to um get into my uh well, let's just fucking that's right ladies and gentlemen reaction of the week uh normally reaction of the week i do uh my reaction to the top pop charting songs uh songs on the billboard 100 um as we're getting into the crit like they need to fucking really change the uh, the algorithm in which they tally what is Billboard. Because before it was just sales and airplay. But now that it's streams and streams make up a big part of it, it's the Christmas season. Dude, the top fucking ten is like eight of them are Christmas songs. The number two song in the country right now is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Which, there hasn't been a fucking hot shit Christmas song written in the last 20 years. It's worth a damn. And fucking Mariah has done that. Um, so, probably for the next, you know, a few more weeks until Christmas is done, we're going to be fucking doing something different with the reaction of the week. So, I'm going to take this opportunity to, to listen to bands that I've never listened to that are sort of held in this high regard. And uh, this week, uh, I'm going to do so. I've never, I've never checked these guys out before. Uh, like I said, I was gonna do Venom as we were going into this. I was gonna, you know what? Maybe I'll do Venom because I've never listened to them. Maybe that would be a good uh, reaction. But um, in kind of that same lane that Venom was, another band that gets thrown around that is held in a high regard in the uh, 
you know, early, early band to do it that kind of sparked and, and, and other little things branched off from it. Um, this little band called uh, Celtic Frost. And I don't know if it's Celtic Frost or Celtic Frost. No one's ever really been able to fucking say one way or the other. Uh, I've never, I've never really checked this band out. I've heard a song, I think, here and there. I remember there was a video on Headbangers Ball called Cherry Orchards, and for some reason they thought it would be, you know, like the. I always knew that these guys were like leaned towards the more like scummier, evil kind of whatevers. But then in, you know, with the with glam metal and being so hot shit in the uh, mid 80s or the later 80s, I should say. um, Celtic Frost decided that they were going to try to see. I just I said Celtic Frost first and now I said Celtic because I don't know which which is which. So it might be different every other time I say it. But uh, <laughs> they like kind of got the hairspray going and made the big hair and had this song Cherry Orchards that was sort of like a slee, really sleazy kind of dirtier version of a faster pussycat song, I guess. I don't know. But the old school guys have always held this band in a high regard, and I've never, I've never checked them out. Really, I've never went back to listen to their shit. So that's what we're going to do now. Uh, I'm going to go into um, Apple Music and their top songs. And we're just going to play a couple and see where we're at. So uh, this first song is called uh, Into the Crypts of Rays off of the uh, Morbid Tales record. I believe this is their first album, but I don't really know for sure. Again, I don't know. I don't know shit about them. Uh, do we have an about? Maybe we'll listen to uh, maybe we'll listen to some shit first, and then we'll read the about after. So, like I said, this song is called "Into the Crypts of Rays." It's Celtic Frost off of the War of Tales. I think this is 1984. Let's check it out. Sounds old. Production is what influenced the black metal shit. Like, they liked the fact that things weren't recorded very well, so they on purpose didn't record very well. Not that I'm saying that these guys are black metal, but they definitely are hugely influential to what the black metal band started doing. Breakdown almost. 
You definitely see why Slayer was influenced by these guys. Fucking sloppy as fuck, isn't it? <laughs> oh shit, broke down, Jack. Alright, let's check out another two. This song is called the uh hold on, stop. This is the called the uh the, the Usurper off of the Megatherion album. Or two Megatherion. Nineteen eighty five. Almost the exact same production. sort of got his vocal style from this guy a little bit. Maybe. Tom Maria from Slayer. Definitely no uh, no pro tools or fucking uh, playing to a click with this old shit. Now, honestly, there is a lot of similarities between this and the Venom shit. This seems to have more fucking balls, though. But it is a couple years later, too. But it's got more oof. It's got more oof. The Venom shit seems thin and fucking cheesy to me. Oh, wait. Hold on. What was that? that fucking high-pitched vocal thing. Oh my god, that was dumb as fuck. Hating this, it just—it sounds old as fuck, though. That's for sure. Let's do. Um, all right, this song's called "Dethroned Emperor" off of uh, Morbid Tales, nineteen eighty-four. Let's check this out. Comes riff right there, Jack. <laughs> oh shit! I 
I'm, I just gotta let you know I'm sitting here nodding my head as I'm listening to this. I, I gotta say, I'm digging this a lot more than I was digging the Venom. The Venom, I'm not digging. But you know what? Let's we do that. All right, all right, fucking Celtic Fristies. frosted flakes of Celticness. Do we want to try to uh, pull up some Venom so you guys can hear what I'm hearing and laugh with me? Let's try to pull up some venom here on the old, on the old iPad. Fucker's so slow; it might fucking take a minute to come up. But yeah, it's just you know that old. You know they were from uh, so uh, as I was kind of looking quickly. Um, they're from Switzerland, fucking Celtic frost. You'd think the Celtic part would put them over there in Ireland or some shit, right? No. They're from fucking, uh, all right, yeah, let's go, let's do this Welcome to Hell joint that I was listening to, uh, yesterday. Let's see what we got. So this first song is called Sons of Satan. And it made me laugh because it was fucking cheesy. That came out in 1981. Being that fast and sort of dirty sounding might have might have grabbed me a little bit. But shit, 1981. I'm fucking eight years old. No, seven. I'm not even playing drums yet. This is that song, Welcome to Hell. This is the title track of this record. Um, Machine Head does a cover of this on the... Uh, there's, a, there's a Slayer videotape, and at the end, Chris Contos and uh, Rob Slim from Machine Head come out and play this song with Slayer. Really much difference between this and the Celtic Frost. Like, not really much difference, but for some reason, this is, I can't put my finger on what it is. But again, maybe the imagery from back in the day 
that I would see of these guys has just fucking burned into my fucking mind as fucking hating on it. You know, because I just thought they were goofy looking. I was like, fuck that band. I ain't listen to that shit. You know, hella trying hard to be evil. Fucking with your pentagrams and your fucking fuckery. It just seemed like it was trying too hard to be fucking scary and evil, you know. So it turned me off, I guess. I don't know. But maybe, you know. But again, if it wasn't for these guys, you probably wouldn't have a Celtic Frost. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have Slayer. You wouldn't have a bunch of bands. You know, these guys were what those, you know, out of out of the, because uh, Venom was from England. So out of the new wave of British heavy metal bands, they are the fucking bastards of the underground of the new wave of British heavy metal. You know what I mean? They're fucking, you know way down up in it, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I dig the Celtic Frost, though. I think that's... I I'll fucking might just download some of that shit and rock out to some of that stuff. I just I liked it a little bit better. But again, two bands I've never really fucking checked out before, which is, I mean, the purest... You know, my metal brethren, the heavy metal brethren, would, uh, would scoff at me for... Uh, for not having uh, checked out those bands and not being privy to what they do and what they've done. I'm sorry. I am able to admit what I don't know. Isn't that supposed to be a sign of uh, a well-rounded or a well-adjusted human? I don't know. I don't know. Um... Let's talk about racism. <laughs> um, something very interesting came up uh, today when I was listening to uh, Bill Burr's podcast. Um, he wanted to know. He kind of uh, he was he was reading something. He was reading his 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 ads. He was doing his ad reads, and then he got sparked with an idea. Um, because he said something about Chinese fire drills. Now, that's a pretty fucking fucked up racial thing to say because the Chinese fire drill, you know, how, you know, you know, if something was disorganized, you know, people running around, you would say, oh, it was like a Chinese fire drill. And, you know, and he, and he, he even, he's like, dude, that, that's a fucking racist as fuck thing to say because, first of all, what the fuck do any of us know what a Chinese fire drill really looks like, you know? And for whatever dumb reason, we assume that it's fucked and just chaotic and stupid, right? Um, so, again, very ignorant, very racist thing to say. He said, he's. I've been getting letters from people in Beijing and in, in Singapore. He's like, I want to know to my Asian you know, uh, listeners, what are some racial stereotypes... Uh, that you guys have about Americans, specifically white people. This got my fucking interest up, and I know I have a fucking tapped-in source to go to in my wife. So, especially be it that she gets on Clubhouse and talks to her friends in Japan or other Japanese folks that are, you know, in and around. Um, so I asked her, what are some 
things that you uh, specifically the Japanese think of Americans, you know, and if you could be more specific, white people. I just thought it'd be funny. And they got some doozies. They got some doozies. <laughs> um, the first thing that she said was um, the idea of bukkake. She said the idea of bukkake. Now, here in America, we think of a bukkake film. This is the, this is the pornographic films where the gentleman, uh, play, uh, n- numerous gentlemen ejaculate on a, a, a female. It's called that's bukkake porn, where it's a lot of ejaculate from many other individuals, other men's men's putting their spunk on a lady, usually the face, and it's called bukkake porn. For some reason, we think that that's what the Japanese do, that the Japanese are known for bukkake porn, when in, in fact, that's just something that they do because they think we like it. They have started doing it and filming it and doing it and giving it to us. Uh, They don't like it. That's not anything they're into. That's not a thing that they do. You know, it's not a thing over there. So... Stop it with your bukkakiness. They don't do that. So that's something that she's like, yeah, we don't do that. That's not us. That's you guys. Also, so and then we got into what they think of, uh, first of all, uh, well, one of the things that came up. So I asked her, and she started asking her friends on Clubhouse, and this is what they started coming back with. And um, we don't wear underwear. Americans don't wear underwear. They have seen... Uh, and they got this idea from movies. They've seen many movies, and maybe there's a, a sex scene or a a scene, and they often see, you know, or people urinating or whatever. There's never a business about fixing and, and situating the underwear before the pants get put on. It's always the pants just get put on. So they assume that Americans are running around, mostly most of us, n- not wearing underwear. So we're an underwearless country. Um, the reason why <laughs> the reason why we are so fat is because we eat masses massive amounts of mashed potatoes, followed by massive amounts of ice cream. We eat mashed potatoes and ice cream, and this is why we are so fat. This is again, this is the Japanese and what they think of Americans. Uh, uh, hot dogs. And corn dogs, they don't differentiate between the two. And uh, in fact, they just call them American dogs. In Japan, they call hot dogs American dogs. Um, it's just, I mean, it's not necessarily a racial or, 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 or a derogatory thing. That's just what they call it. And if you order black coffee, just regular black coffee, they actually call that American coffee over there in Japan. And for whatever reason, they add water. You can get your cup of coffee and they add a little bit of water to it to kind of dilute it a little bit. That's called American coffee over there. Uh, I just thought that was an interesting little thing. Uh, Apparently, uh, they feel like we love and prefer anal sex. Americans are anal sex loving people. In fact, uh, and I used to do this as a bit on stage, 
I remember when uh, when I first was, you know, with my chick and we were dating. And even though it was long distance, uh, she told me that her friends had asked her if I had asked her for anal sex because Americans like anal sex. As far as the Japanese are concerned, we're just going around butt fucking each other. We're a bunch of butt fuckers over here. As far as the Japanese are concerned. <laughs> uh, uh, our sports are underground. The sports, American football, basketball, and hockey. These are underground sports. Uh, they feel like America likes underground sports uh, as opposed to baseball, which is a mainstream world sport. Uh, well, you got to understand, though, the Japanese are fucking one of the best if not the best baseball players on the planet um i'm sure cubans and dominicans would argue the fact but uh the japanese are and their fucking baseball fanaticism over there makes our baseball fanaticism look juvenile they are way the fuck into baseball over there why into baseball way more than we are like the, they they're they take that shit super seriously over there and um i just thought that was interesting one of the guys said that yeah you guys are into underground sports um and you know truth be told like we're you know basketball is hugely popular here and we're one of the few countries that actually really play i mean they play it all over the world but obviously we dominate it you know, look at the what happens in the Olympics every year. Although this last year we almost fucked up. This last Olympics we almost got got. Um, and uh, football, American football, we're the only country that plays that. Nobody plays that shit. That's kind of like our sport. And uh, Canada plays it, but and they got a different fucking different field with their fucking fifty-five yard field. What the fuck are you doing, Canada? Um. So, yeah, American football is definitely something that we do that nobody else really does. Um, and apparently they think that we're way into hockey. I don't think hockey is as popular here as it is, say, in fucking Russia or fucking, you know, Scandinavia. I think those kids fucking play hockey coming out of the womb, you know. But... uh I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I thought it was an interesting thing uh, to 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 hear what um, what uh, you know <laughs> what the Japanese think of of Americans and what's their sort of stereotypes and what do they think? Uh, somebody said that uh, rich white families, the daughter always uh, uh, is always a cheerleader. The rich rich white families, the daughter's a cheerleader. That's a thing. As far as the Japanese are concerned, uh, what was another one? I read, I wrote down a few, but I'm just trying to remember maybe some other ones. That might be, uh, that might be all I can remember at the moment. Just, uh, I don't know. I think it's super interesting. I would love to hear more from other parts of the world on what they think of, you know, what's their, you know, what's their stereotypes that they have put on us, you know. Um. Oh, French fries. French fries. We do nothing but eat French fries over here. And I know for a fact they think this. And I've might, I might have even said it on the podcast before, but 
when I went to Japan and we would go, especially the first time we went, every place we ate, we sit down, we eat, and we're eating this amazing food. But every place we ate, French fries came out. Nobody, none of us ordered French fries. But be it that they saw a group of Americans, they think, ah, oh, French fry, give them a French fry. They like a French fry. So, um, yeah, French fries have come out. But I've never had better French fries. The Japanese make better French fries than anybody on the fucking planet. Better than France. <laughs> better than uh, uh, if McDonald's makes their French fries correct. They're probably some of the best French fries, but the Japanese they make they make the best fries. The best French fries I've ever had ever were in Japan, and they were at every place that gave us French fries because they all made them the exact same way, and they made them perfectly, just just crunchy enough, had that outside goldenness, lightly salted. The oil, whatever they used to fry the oil, wasn't fucking. Gross and didn't have fucking fish fillet fuck guts swimming around in it. Wasn't the same oil that they did the chicken nuggets in. Wasn't the same thing that they fried the tacos in. That's jack in a box. But you know what I'm saying. You know, the fucking McDonald's fries everything in the same fucking greasy grease all day long. I don't know what they do do over there in Japan as far as when they're frying something, but fuck, these French fries were the best. So fucking good. I can't, uh, I can't uh, say enough good things about the French fries in uh, in Japan land. Pretty fucking snazzy. All right, uh, let's fucking get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time to get the fuck out of here. Um, Earworm of the week this week. Um, This is my favorite type of earworm. Uh, Oh, um, rate, review, subscribe, fucking thank you for checking me out. Yada, yada, fucking yada, yada. Um, Earworm of the... This is my favorite kind of earworm because... I didn't hear this song, but I heard another song and it sparked the idea of this song and that got stuck in my head. So, um, in fact, I don't even know what fucking song it was. Um, it was a, um, it was a public enemy song that came on the other day in the shuffle. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Again, I got the. Yeah, okay. So it was one of those. One of the goofier, one of the goofier public enemy songs. There's not too many goofy public enemy songs, but any song that's only Flavor Flav, probably gonna be goofy. And off of the uh, Apocalypse uh, '91, um, record, uh, the song called "More News at 11. Uh, somewhere in that song is there's a there's a sample of this song that became stuck in my head. Um, if that makes any sense, am I making any sense? Probably not. 
Um, so yeah, the sample of the song in this Public Enemy song made me fucking have this song stuck in my head since yesterday. Uh, this is a little Timex Social Club, which I would assume this is a fucking one-hit wonder. Uh, a little song we all know called Rumors. Uh, is the earworm of the week this week. Uh, thank you for checking me out. Uh, I'll we'll be back at it next week. I'll fucking tell you all about this Monterey gig, and I'll tell you about uh, the gig up in uh, up in uh, Roner Park, and uh, and then I'll tell you um, about my wife's adventures. I didn't even get into that, but uh, my wife's got this rad opportunity to go see part of this country that uh, I might not ever be able to go see myself. Uh, Some friends that she met um, while she was doing the job up there at the weed farm, uh, uh, a couple that was living or doing the work up there that are friends with the people that own the place, uh, they're actually from North Carolina, and they are going to drive back to North Carolina uh, starting on Sunday. And they actually asked my wife if she wanted to go with just to check out shit. Go drive across country. When do you get the opportunity to drive across country unless you try to do it, you know, to do it? She can kind of not really spend any money and just kind of tag along, and then she'll fly home from North Carolina. Uh, so I think she's going to be gone for, like, she's going to come home right before Christmas. So uh, for the next two weeks, I'm going to be by myself again. But uh, pretty stoked on her uh, to be able to. They're going to go to like Yosemite for a couple days and they're going to drive through fucking Utah and, you know, go. I think they're going to take 80. Um, and I'm sure got to split off somewhere to end up in fucking North Carolina. So uh, she gets to see some of this country. In fact, a lot of the country that I've never seen. I've never been to Utah. So uh, we'll talk about that. Maybe she'll have some uh, some tales for me of being on the road and we'll talk about that next week. Uh anyway, be good, keep it dirty and I'll see you fuck sticks next week. Here we got some fucking rumors, yo.
fuck Stanton Avenue.